I love what Greg said this, this evening as we started and read from Genesis about a new beginning. Because I really have a sense that this is a new beginning, guys. It's almost like God's putting a stake in the ground and he's saying, okay, we're going on. We're moving forward. We're about to take this town in a whole new way. It's time for the next generation to rise up and say, count me in. And the generations following are going to come. There's going to be a strength because of the seeds that have been sown by the generations gone before. You know, wherever you're at in that scheme of things, he is the author and the finisher of our faith, yeah? He's the author and the finisher. And it's never an accident that we're sitting where we're sitting in the church. It is never an accident because God positions people for the purpose that he's intended for them from the beginning of time. You guys have an exciting adventure ahead as you watch heaven invade earth in Benalla. You really do. I'll never forget the last time we were here, Gary and I driving into church, and I think I mentioned it to you back then, looking at all the houses and just asking the Lord, how are we going to reach the people? How are we going to reach the people? And you know, there's so much advancement in technology and different things. And, you know, the church we go to, we, our church has just been given a television station. People might look at that and think, well, what good is a television station? Well, all those houses that we drive past have televisions. Hello. The Church of Jesus Christ is on the rise. And, you know, really the walls are coming down and the churches are coming together. And uh, something that we've been praying since I was a little girl, because I can remember going to, to uh, religious instruction in primary school and being told that my Salvation Army Sunday school, like religious instruction teacher, wasn't saved because she didn't do this, this and this. It's like she had a heart for Jesus. She's a little old lady today in our church in Alice Springs. And I tell you what, she's on fire and I'm her fruit because of what she sowed into my life. And I have the privilege of going and encouraging people everywhere to rise up and become all that God's called them to be. You know, never underestimate the power of what is in you. There is such an incredible gifting within you. And it is only ever the enemy that tries to contain us and prevent us from actually moving forward in that gifting. But you know, that gifting is nothing without love. And uh, love's one of my favorite subjects. It's also one of the toughest journeys to walk in life, yeah? Because sometimes God calls us to love the ugly in the world. And uh, for me, that at one particular time meant coming into a church and seeing a lady that was very, very unusual, that uh, was very smelly and uh, very dirty, actually, and she had a little bedraggled girl with her. And I walked straight past her, and the Holy Spirit said to me, are you not going to say hello to her? I had to turn around and go back and start a conversation with that lady which then, I may have even shared it with you previously, but then led to a couple of years of bringing her backwards and forwards from church. It then led to her daughter coming to live with us. And her daughter today is a registered nurse who would have ended up on the streets had we not been a part of a group that, that put our hands up and said, yes, Lord, we're going to love. We're going to love the unlovely. We've now had the privilege of bringing her dad into our world and he loves Gary because they talk about cars 
because I don't know anything about cars. <laughs> it's all God's perfect timing, hey? You know, I walked with this little girl for 15 years and her dad never came into our world. I married Gary and there he is, sitting at our Christmas dinner table, not wanting to leave because he just senses something. He doesn't know what it is. He doesn't know what it is. We know. We know. But you know we've got to connect with them and it's the love that will connect us to them. It says, love never stops loving. It extends beyond the gift of prophecy, which eventually fades away. It is more enduring than tongues, which will one day fall silent. Love remains long after words of knowledge are forgotten. Our present knowledge and our prophecies are partial, but when love's perfection arrives, the partial will fade away. When I was a child, I spoke about childish matters, for I saw things like a child and reasoned like a child. But the day came when I matured and I set aside my childish ways. A challenge for all of us, you know, me included, probably more than all of you, is to set aside my childish ways and actually walk into that development, that maturity that God's called us to in order to love this broken world that we find ourselves in. Jesus is the answer. He is the answer. He's defeated our enemies already. We are victorious. We are more than conquerors. And I tell you, church, I'm so excited for you all and what you're going to walk into because your God is for you. Your God is for you. And he's leading and guiding in a whole new spectacular way. It's just awesome. It is really, really awesome. And I think tonight it's just been perfect to have that rain from heaven just saturating this city and the surrounding areas. But let's pray and let's really press in and listen to Gary tonight as he brings this word because this is about saturating this environment with love. It's about saturating the world that we live in with the message of Jesus Christ. And there's no other, hey? There's no other. Wherever we find ourselves, wherever. We have the funniest, funniest things happen in Sydney. It's a very unusual city, you know, especially when I'm taking Gary to hospital because we've got a couple of gay receptionists. It's hilarious. They love us. They just love us. I pull in to pick up Gary and one particular day it was raining and um, I'm there and, and if this offends you, please, I'm sorry, but this is just an example of how we're trying to reach out to these people in our community, in our world. But I pulled up and I said, oh, Richie, he came out to say hi. I said, I'm just waiting for my man. He said, oh, sadly, so am I. He's single. And it's like, you know, you can get offended at that. You can get really the religiousness in us can rise up and get offended. You know what I saw? I saw a beautiful man, broken, absolutely broken, who didn't know the love of God in his life. I tell you what, I had opportunity to kind of scoff and walk away and say, huh, or have opportunity to just say, it's okay. I actually said to him, it's all right, God's on your case, Richard. You know, let's tag people with the blessing of God, with the love of God. Let's accept them and love them where they're at. Just bring them on into the kingdom. And one of our pastors got up just recently and said, Church, it's about to get messy. It's about to get messy because they're coming in. The world is looking 
for hope. And Jesus is the hope of this world. So here's my man. Somebody's going to maybe have to pull him up. Yes? <laughs> He's doing great, isn't he? Hello. <laughs> Invincible. <laughs> Enjoy this word, guys. And just really ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you tonight. It's really, um, it's really amazing. You want me to help you? Here we go. Strength. Thanks, Mayor. <laughs> ah, God's good, eh? That wasn't a cliche, that was a statement. Amen? God's good. God's good. Title for my message tonight, seems that people like titles, and is Infinity and Beyond. Remember Buzz Lightyear a number of years ago? Infinity and beyond, you know, and I just love the fact that the Bible talks about going beyond. Ephesians 3, 20, 21 says, Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power to work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. I wonder if we can have the mic down just a little bit. It's a bit, bit echoey. If we could maybe have the volume down a tiny bit, that would be great. So infinity and beyond, all glory be to God. I wonder how much glory God can trust us with. You know, we, we often want great things, don't we? Powerful things. But what would happen if suddenly everyone you prayed for got healed? Everyone you witnessed to got saved? You know, and, and you could make the sun stand still and and you could do all sorts of amazing things you know because you read the bible you know some incredible stuff happened and we just kind of read it and go oh, yeah, you know moses got up and parted the waters with the with a rod of authority and the whole children of israel the whole nation walks through on dry ground and there's amazing stuff there and if we're not careful we can make it a part of history that is what happened it doesn't necessarily happen now. So I just want to whet your appetite with some of the things that have been happening in the world. And it's through his mighty power. See, the paradigm we have of God will determine our personal boundaries in which God can move. We can struggle with things, and that can be then the boundary. And, and one of the challenges I've had, of course, is I've had so many things happen to me physically and in hospital and operations and everything else. And I just kind of thought, Satan, no matter what you try and do, I'm still preaching healing. Okay, because Jesus heals. Amen? And, and the first time I got up to, to, to preach and minister, it was like this condemnation came. How can you get up there and preach and you're limping around the place? How can you get up there and preach and, you, and you've just had a major heart surgery? The devil stinks, doesn't he? You know, I mean, he just gets at us and gets at us. And, and uh, I remember, I think I might have shared this morning, I said, Lord, what do I do? And he said, you know, you having an operation doesn't bother me, so don't let it bother you. And I just thought, yeah, that's God. He's our Father. Amen? And yet some of us have brought up in an era where, you know, you go to the doctors and you're in trouble and you've got no faith and you've got no this and you've got no that, you know. And, uh, but God is with us. 
and he's with us in our human world. Do you understand that? He's with us in our human world. I often think I could be such a better Christian if I wasn't so human, you know, and <laughs> if I wasn't so weird maybe is what I should say. But, you know, God loves our humanity. He loves us. And uh, I remember one time ministering and, and the Holy Spirit just spoke to me and said, who are you trying to be? Great preacher, you know. And the louder you preached, that was more anointed and the more you ran up and down the platform, you know, they had the greater freedom you had. And, and, I, and I just suddenly realised one day, how ridiculous. You know, it has nothing to do with it. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that changes lives, you know. And, and so I began to think of a new paradigm. And the new paradigm was, God, you created me, you know, with, with my weird sense of humour. I'm not as bad as Pastor Darrell. Can't get anywhere near that. But, but you know, I do have a weird sense of humour at times and it comes across. And do and you know what? God just loves it because he created us. He created us. He created Pastor Darrell to be crazy. No, just kidding. <laughs> but do you understand what I mean? Our personality sometimes is what the devil attacks more than anything. We're not spiritual enough, we don't pray enough, you know, we're this or we're that or we're not this or we're not that. And, you know, you don't do that with your children. You love your kids no matter what they do. I mean, we all know if our kids have a fight with the neighbours, it's the neighbours' kids that started it. Am I right? I mean, you know, my child wouldn't do that, you know. And, and our father's love, you know, God loves us like a father and some of us don't know what that's like because we might not have had a good relationship with my father or your father. And I, re I remember dad and I could sit in the same room not talk and somehow be fighting. Don't know how we did it, <laughs> but it was just like there was just this something. We didn't gel, we didn't click until after my mother died. Uh, dad and I got really close, you know, and I thought what a shame that all those years passed and because uh, he was brought up in a generation where you don't tell guys especially that you love them, you know, and, and thank God those things are beginning to change. And we need to take it into the heavenly realm and understand, my father loves me. Sorry, guys, not about the rest of you, but he loves me, you know, uh, and he loves me so much that he sent his son to die for me. And so we need to just relax in his presence, hey? Or do abundantly above all you could ask or think. I don't know about you, but I can think of some weird things. Anyone else? No? Oh, this is such a staid church. Wow. Can anyone think of some weird stuff? Come on, flow with me a bit. One person in the church. Another guy's yawning. Oh, no, he said yes. <laughs> abundantly above all we could ask or think. You see, if we can't see it... And I need to hold it closer. The pardon you can't hear me reasonably well. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was more than a hint when a guy gets up and goes to the sound desk. I thought, okay, there's a problem here. Ah, oh, dear. I want to share a couple of things that have happened in our world in the past some infinity and beyond experiences. I remember talking to a pastor one day and he, uh, from America and he and his wife were driving down a freeway and uh, there, there wasn't a dividing thing between the two roads on either side and they come up over a hill and there were three trucks coming towards them and they were, the other lane was blocked and they just shut their eyes and said, God help us. 
They opened their eyes and the trucks were behind them. It's like they drove straight through. Just an amazing, an amazing miracle of God, you know. And so I just want to whet your appetite on some stuff, you know. Uh, we, we know a guy who has actually spoke in two churches at the same time, in two different states. And it's, they're both on DVD. Amazing, amazing guy. So here we go. Ezekiel is exiled in Babylon when he begins to see revelations of glory and things to come in Ezekiel 3.12. And this is what the Bible says, The Spirit of the Lord lifted me up, took me away, and I come to Tel Abib. That's an 80-kilometer sky drop. Suddenly God just touches Ezekiel, lifts him up by the Holy Spirit, transports him 80 kilometers and sets him down and he begins to minister again. That's some fuel-saving device, guys. You know, hallelujah, Lord. Hawaii sounds nice. Great. This is real stuff. John 6. He just fed 5,000. They wanted him to be king on their own terms, so he sends the disciples away. And, and it's interesting that Jesus comes walking on the water and it says they were eager to let him into the boat. <laughs> they're in the middle of a storm. They think they're going to drown. And I, I just love the way the Bible just drops some things in there to make it all real. And they were eager for him to come into the boat. Like, get in here, Jesus! <laughs> Save us! Instantly, they're teleported 3.5 kilometers to their destination instantly. Read your Bible. 1 John 6, 16 to 21. Instantly. Boat and all. Boat, disciples, all the stuff they had with them. Everything just up. Boom. Amazing stuff. We read it and go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In the 1600s, Mary of Agreda lived in a Spanish convent for 48 years and she was translocated internationally to minister to the Indian tribes of Texas and New Mexico. She was a noted mystic and an amazing author. And, and when the priests finally got to South America and they would come to these Indian tribes, they said, oh, we want to tell you about Jesus. They said, oh, Jesus, yeah, we know Jesus. And the priest kind of thought, you're like, what? Yeah, we know Jesus. We're all Christians. We're all believers. And they'd never seen a white man before at all. And they said, well, what's going on? How does this happen? They said, well, a woman dressed in strange apparel comes two and three times a year and teaches us about Jesus and then she just goes. And they said, what do you mean she just comes and she just goes? They said, exactly that. Suddenly she's there, she's teaching, suddenly she's gone. Isn't that amazing? And this is all documented. And the Catholic Church tried to find out who she was. It took them 10 years to find out who this lady was. And they said to her, they said, listen, we think you're the one. And she says, I cannot speak of such things. And, and then, of course, the old church stuff came in and they said, you must tell us because we're your spiritual authority. <laughs> so she says, yeah, it was, it was me. Isn't that incredible? Is that stirring you just a little bit? Maybe. In the 1400s, St. Ignatius of the Jesuit order was known to levitate off the ground in a kneeling position. Once a flame so real came upon his head that the priests rushed with buckets of water to put the fire out. 
Well, now that's a Pentecostal service, isn't it? <laughs> and this is all documented. It's real. In the 1600s, St. Joseph's St. Joseph levitated and flew through the air on many occasions while he was preaching and was often bilocated by the Spirit and performed miracles in two different places at the same time. <laughs> it doesn't stir you. Okay, we'll close in prayer. I just, I just think like, wow, what a God we serve. What a God we serve. St. Paul of the Cross in 1694 was preaching on the Isle of Elba when he walked straight off the platform, suspended in the air over the heads of the congregation and walked back as if nothing had happened. <laughs> what do you reckon, Pastor Darrell? <laughs> Make sure it's a good link, Zella said. <laughs> this is true stuff. This happened with humans. This happened with people who just loved God, had a heart for God. Maria Woodworth Etta is known as the grandmother of Pentecost. She often experienced trance-like visions. So many were healed in her meetings that she was imprisoned for practicing medicine without a license. I don't think we can get sort of done for that just at the moment, Pastor Darrell, do you? So, so many healed, she gets arrested for <laughs> healing people without a license. Oh, dear. In 1918, AOG Pastor Roland Buck was taken before God, where he peered into the future and received 120 insights into coming events which took place during his lifetime. It was written on a parchment. He brought it back. In a modern era, Mrs. Pittman senior of Compton Street AOG in South Australia was known to float up to a metre off the ground during worship and they would roll one of the elders underneath her to let people know there was no trickery going on. That's only two generations ago. Wow. Jeff Jansen is the guy that Zella and I know personally, was bilocated by the Holy Spirit and ministered in both Cincinnati, Ohio and Nashville on the same night. And the event was recorded and witnessed by Rick Joyner, Patricia King, and 1,200 other people. He, he said to them, I can't get to the conference until Saturday because I'm preaching Friday night somewhere else. And they're kind of, okay, if you have to, you have to. And so he walks into the meeting on Saturday morning. And well, I better go back a bit. They had the meeting at this, in this other state in Cincinnati. And... Uh, they went to the pastor's house and were just having supper and he said to his wife, I just feel really strange. He said, something's happening and I don't know what it is. And she said, yeah, I can see that by looking at you. What is it? He said, I don't know. I don't understand it, you know. Anyway, he walks in Saturday morning to this new venue and the pastor says, oh, where have you been? He says, oh, he says, I've only just driven in from Cincinnati. And he says, what are you talking about? You are in the meeting last night. He said, no, no, I wasn't. I was in Cincinnati. I wasn't here at all. He said, yes, you were. You were prophesying over people and ministering to people. And just then one of the ushers came up and said to him, listen, you left your name tag on your seat. Here it is. And it's, and it's recorded on DVD. Amazing stuff, hey? In the Bible, Elisha is in Dothan, surrounded by the Arameans and his servants freaking out. And he, and he says, Lord, open his eyes. Sally the hills, he saw angels, an army of angels surrounding him. 
Acts 8. The eunuch is living natural. Phil's doing supernatural. They have a divine encounter. And after the divine encounter and the eunuch's baptized, the Bible says, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. This was no slow extraction. This was like, in the name of Jesus, be baptized. <laughs> Man, this is hairy stuff, isn't it? This is God. This is the Bible. This is the God we serve. Wow. Acts 10, 10 to 8. Peter saw the sky open and something like a sheet and comes down and there's all these different animals and the Holy Spirit says, rise, kill and eat. He says, you've got to be kidding, mate. You know, the law says I can't. And then God says, don't call unclean what I've called clean. This is our God. It's just incredible, isn't it? The challenge we face is to allow the Holy Spirit to do things with us that simply blow the natural mind. And I'm not talking about doing weird stuff for weird stuff's sake. You know, I've been totally drunk on the Holy Spirit a number of times. You know, flat out on the floor. I was in one meeting in Adelaide a number of years ago and I'd been on the floor under the anointing and they stood me up on my feet and my feet were stuck to the floor. I actually couldn't walk. I just stood there. And I got a wheelchair and pushed me into the wheelchair, but my feet were still stuck to the floor. So they had to pray that God would just release them. You say, well, why? I don't know. Our God is a God of signs and wonders. And see, signs point to specific things. When someone gets healed, it's a sign showing us that God is a healer, that God cares about us that he's a supernatural God, that he loves our humanity and he likes to heal us as individuals, you know. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And, and so that's a sign. You know? but, but what do you do with gold dust that comes out of the ceiling? You know, a friend of Zeller's was in a meeting where the gold dust just came on the floor. And diamonds, diamonds. And they actually collected the diamonds and they had them valued. I forget what they were valued at. You kind of think like, oh, yeah. You know, some of you are sitting there like, oh, yeah, pull the other leg, mate. Come on. You know, but this is God. Sometimes God just shows off. How many have a powerful car out of the guys? Come on, guys. How many like to put the pedal to the metal? Come out, your lying spirit. You know, yeah. and the motorbike, yeah, like, I believe he's got all his points back, which is good. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> You know, if you've, if you've got the power, you, you move within that power realm because you have it. You know, Zella sort of goes crook at my gas-guzzling XR8, but she loves to put the foot down, you know, off from the lights, you know, passing a couple of trucks. Oh, wow, this is really good. You know, and, uh, and I said, see, a little buzz box won't do that, will it? ha, 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 ha. And sometimes God just does supernatural things to show us that he's a supernatural God who can do anything. He just likes to show us that. We've got some friends who were holding a funeral service. And uh, when it was an Italian lady, she died. And you know what Italian families are like. It's like the mafia. There's hundreds of them at any kind of funeral. 
and they had the family sitting in the front row and suddenly some feathers just started to come down, you know? And, and they, you know, said, you know, it was angel feathers. Well, I don't know about that. Like, I wasn't there. But isn't it so much easier to believe it wasn't than it was? And yet we say we're Christians. We had a, we had a funny thing. We were ministering in the Holy Spirit in one church and, and, and uh, we were kind of doing uh, not just a seminar and teaching, but we were getting them to actually do it. You know, we forget that they had a school of the prophets in the Old Testament, how they, they encouraged and taught people how to pick up the spirit and move in the prophetic. And anyway, we're there and we're teaching them how to move in the prophetic and people are having words. And all of a sudden in the, in the air vent, there's all this rustling, you know, and, a, and it was like there was a bird got caught in there. So we're ministering on the Holy Spirit and here's this bear, you know, and little feathers are coming out of the air vent, you know, and it got caught in there. And, and you, try, you try and preach while there's a bird <laughs> trying to head out for survival and there's a, all this bird fluttering going on. And, of course, I spiritualized it and said, well, it's because we're talking about the Holy Spirit and it's the dove, you know. It's, it's not a pigeon, it's a dove, it's the Holy Spirit. And so we had a bit of fun with that. How many of you know that God likes us to enjoy ourselves? You know, in his presence is a tiny bit of joy just to get us through the meeting. No, in his presence is fullness of joy. Are you living in fullness of joy? You know, one of the things God's been challenging us in is to have that fullness of joy while living in a less than fantastic environment. You know, how do you be full of joy when they just say, oh, you've got cancer, by the way. Oh, thank you. You know. And, and your heart does one or two things. It either fails you for fear or it says, God, you are, you are my healer. You're looking after me. You love me, you know. He knows the days ordained for me. See, we have days ordained. We have time limits that none of us know of and God's put us on this earth to do something powerful and rich and, and amazing, you know. And, and we, we just got to trust God. You know, I think the oldest guy died a couple of weeks ago at 114, was it? 114. I want to be long gone. Who wants to be here at 114 when you can be in heaven? Beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> oh, sorry, Gabriel. <laughs> so I've just shared some of these examples to you, and they're, they're real. You can go on the internet, you can look it up, you can read it. These are recorded events of the Holy Spirit. There is one account where a priest had another friend who was a priest and he'd promised his friend that he would be with him to give him the last rites when he was passing because he'd been sick. And so the guy's sick and he's, he's fading away and his friend is preaching in another town miles and miles away. And, and the priest is preaching and in the middle of a sentence and a hand movement he just... What would you do? <laughs> and he just stood like that for an hour. Some of you couldn't sit for an hour if I was talking, let alone if I wasn't saying anything. Anyway, his friend was back with his other friend giving him the last rites. 
while he was also preaching in this other location. And so what the priests did where the guy died, they wrote a letter to the, to the fathers of the other organisation, the other, whatever they call them, church, cathedral, thanking them for letting the priest come and, and give the last rites to his friend. And they said, what are you talking about? He was, he was preaching in our church. No, he wasn't. He was giving his friend the last rites in our church. Isn't that interesting? Wow. God must have a split personality. Just kidding. <laughs> Wipe that off. Um, so I just wanted to share some of those things with you to, to whet your appetite for greater things. See, the things that we feed our spirit on are the things that become a possibility because our faith grows as we read about these things and we go to things. I was instantly healed in my shoulder after a surfing accident, just instantly, bang, in a church in Adelaide. I think we might have shared with you, you know, there was just this fragrance. And uh, Zella said, oh, I can smell smoke. And I said, it's probably B.O. <laughs> and it ended up being the presence of God and amazing healings just bang, 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 began to take place. Now, I don't know about you, but I really, really would love to see far more of the supernatural. I really, really would, because... He's a supernatural God. And here's, here's an amazing challenge. It says, have I said, if you'll only believe, you will see the glory of God. You'll see what the weight of his presence can do. You'll see what his manifest presence and his glory and who he is. You can see what he'll do. You know? And here's the challenge. I'm being totally honest while I'm saying this. The devil's saying, your leg hurts like crazy. What are you talking about? You're not even healed yourself. Why are you talking like this? I'm talking like this because the word of God is what we're founded on, not on what I happen to be walking in at the moment. <laughs> or not walking in. <laughs> Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah, so we're just going to worship for a minute and then have some words for people. You ready, babe? You got a microphone? Is there another one there? Oh, here. Praise God. I'm not sure which one we're going to sing. I don't know most of your songs. So just go for it, and then we'll just begin to minister to people. Praise God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Why don't we stand together Hello. for a moment? Mm. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I just want to share something with the pastors for a moment. The Lord's just showing me that this seed that you've planted, that you haven't seen bear fruit. And I just see the word disappointment. You know, you, you, you haven't gone crooked, God. You haven't walked away, but there's just the word disappointment. And it's like it's been heavy on your spirit, Daryl. Just, just disappointment, you know. And, and things haven't worked out the way you thought they'd worked out. And you, you know you were called here. And 
and I just see like it's like a cloud it's like a dark cloud that sometimes just comes down and envelops you and I just release you from that right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus thank you Lord for this man and this woman of God Lord would you speak to that cloud Lord of, of disappointment just not quite despair hasn't got quite that bad but just Oh, just disappointed. And so, Lord, we just speak to his heart and his spirit now and remove that disappointment. Would you just reach your hands out to the pastors tonight? In the name of Jesus, we speak life and light and health. In Jesus' name. Lord, let those seeds that seem to have been trampled on and, and kind of like destroyed and, you know, I don't know what happened to them, you know. Lord, cause them to come to life. Yes. Because the life is in the seed. Thank you, Father. And it will bring forth after Thank its kind. You, Hallelujah. And your word says that you, your word will not come void. It will not return empty, but it will, right. will bear fruit. And so, Father, we just, we just speak, Lord, fresh vision. A fresh understanding, Father, that you called them, that you're with them. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. See, I, I, don't, I don't think some of you know what it's like to be a pastor of a church. You know, some of you think, oh, that's cool. He only, only works one day a week, you know. And, but there's heaps of pressure. There's people pressure. There's financial pressure. There's getting the word of God for the next service. And then there's the pressure of other people's churches taking off and doing amazing things while yours seems to have just rolling along, but it's just so-so. Yet within your heart is beating a different kind of church, church full of people getting saved and healed and blessed. And, and yes, I mean, we just remove the disappointment in Jesus' name. He is not a disappointment. God has spoken prophetic words over the church. It's a bit like Samuel when the Lord said that not one of his words fell to the ground. Each word was accomplished. And the Lord just wants to encourage you that each word that's been spoken over you and over the church will be accomplished yes. will be there's a certainty about it yes. god has spoken god has spoken god yes. has spoken in jesus name thank you jesus can we sing that song just quickly in the presence he lays a table in the presence of the enemies do you know that one there I think it was tonight, wasn't it? The first one, the first was it the first song we sang? Yeah, maybe I got the words wrong. The first one. Is that all right? Yeah, let's just sing that. If you don't, you'll get sacked. <laughs> no. If you, if you don't sing it, you'll get sacked. <laughs> she said, I think we can sing that. <laughs> Sing a little louder. 
No, some of you don't think so. Okay. <laughs> you may sit down for now. Thank yeah. you. You know, it's really, so. it's really funny. You know that, that story about um, Jesus on the lake and they were going to the Gadarenes. You know, they were in the boat and the storm came up and they were on oh. their way to visit um, the Gadarenes and uh, that man got delivered and all those spirits got sent out of him and into the pigs. Do you remember that story? Yeah? That storm came up. You know, often the storms that come against us are because the enemy knows we're actually taking ground. We really are taking ground. And you guys are doing something really significant here with your worship and ushering in the presence of God. Like, it's really beautiful. And, uh, you know, in that story, we think, oh, well, he was going over and one man got delivered and all those pigs got filled with the demons. But let me tell you, the whole town came out to see Jesus. What's really unique about that story is that they weren't Jews. They were Gentiles. The whole town came to see because of the miracle with one man. The whole town. Nothing is impossible for God. One miracle, guys. One miracle. And the whole town could be flooding in to this church. One miracle. The power of one. The power of one. The gentleman on the bass guitar. Hello. What's your name? Daniel. You're amazing. You're a great guitar player. Great bass player. Um, And he really freaks out lions too. Does he? (laughs) Um, You're a treasure, Daniel. You're a treasure in the heart of your father. And, uh, you know, that can be cliche and can be said about all of us because it's the truth. But I just really feel the Holy Spirit wants you to know that tonight, that you are treasured. You are treasured in heavenly places and the Lord sees your heart towards him. I just had a sense, darling, that you're about to turn a corner in a very significant way and that God's taking you into something that is going to just blow your mind. It's like you've been trudging. You know, I see you in the trenches and you're trudging and you're just faithful. Faithful is as faithful does and you keep going and you keep going and there's been some new things that have happened and it's like, oh, wow, this is amazing. But yet you want more. There's a hunger for more. And it's like, just keep keep going because just you just it's like you're, I just see you turning this corner and you're going, oh, God. It's like he's going to stop you in your tracks because of what he's going to unveil from heaven. That's for your life. So God bless you, darling. You are a treasure in his eyes. And uh, just get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Have you heard T.D. Jake say, get ready, get ready, get ready? It's like that. It's like get ready. It's like the blessing of God is going to come. It's in a very significant way. So there's a blessing that's coming that, yeah, it's a heavenly blessing. It's heavenly. Yeah, God bless you. Yeah, amen. Praise I, God. I just see uh, over your life, God just saying the word, the word, the word, the word, the word. It's like there's a question mark. Lord, what's going to happen? What do I do? It's just the word, the word, the word. It's the word of God that breaks the yoke. It's the word of God that's going to give you just amazing insights and revelation. It's almost like I feel God saying to you, the days of information are over. The days of revelation in your life have begun. It's already begun. You've already begun to open up the word 
and it's been very different to what it's been in the past. It's like it's coming alive and your spirit's getting ignited and the Lord's just saying, run with it, run with it, okay? There's also a prophetic thing on your life and uh, there's the, the written word and the prophetic word and I feel like both of them are arrows in your quiver that God has given you to use both of them and you'll know at any given situation which arrow to pull out and let go, you know, and, uh, and it'll hit the mark. God wants you to be confident that the arrows he has given you will hit the mark. You, you won't fire an arrow and then draw a bullseye and say, wow, I did a good job there. No, you, your arrow will hit the mark. The Lord's saying is just stay humble before him. He will give you the arrow for the moment, the arrow for the season, the arrow for the situation. And, and you'll just know. I see... I see the word confidence. It's like confidence is just going to continue to grow. Confidence that you're hearing from God. Confidence that God's speaking to you. Confidence in just being able to grab the arrow, you know, and God do it. You know, it won't, won't be with any intrepidation or just wondering. It'll just be, I know. I know that I know that I know. So bless you, man. Hello. I said man because I couldn't remember your name. I'd forgotten it. Greg. Greg. <laughs> Greg. Stacy, that's for you too, darling. That word. You know, the two shall become one. Um, I just really feel to encourage you that um, this, this next season for you to, you're to run confidently into your next season and, uh, and know that the hand of God has been on you for a very, very long time. It's like I've, I see you as a little girl with a heart after God, but this, it, it's like this reluctance to step into something and it's like God's calling you sweetheart because there's a depth that's within you that he wants to rise up and it's like this bubbling fountain and it's like it's just this little bubble but it's going to get bigger and it's going to get bigger and don't be don't be um, frightened by that in any way because it's the power of God that's within you and it's a I really believe there's a generational thing going on here that that there's an anointing that's there um but this next, it's like you've been placed at this particular level, but it's because you're going here. And God's asking you to just rise up in that confidence of everything that he's called you to do. Everything that he's called you to do. Yeah, so God bless you. Yeah, Yeah, you two guys here at the front, I just, I just sense that God is just going to cause you to be an encouragement, an encourager of the people. You know, like... A, the armor-bearer. Who was it? Jonathan. Jonathan. Mm. Jonathan said to his armor-bearer... No, David. No, it was mm. Jonathan. Jonathan was the armor-bearer. <laughs> yeah? Listen. <laughs> Did I get that right? No. <laughs> I didn't. Sorry. Jonathan said to his armor-bearer, he said, let's go up right. and let's see if the Lord was with us. I read that and I think, you've got to be brain dead, mate. Give me a guarantee. You know, what's, what's this business of let's go up and see if the Lord is with us? But sometimes there's steps of faith the church needs to take and you don't know exactly where it's going to lead to. And God just says, you need to whack on the armor bearer thing again and just understand who you are. And, you know, when the word of the Lord comes, let us go up. Say, yeah, man, I'm with you. You know, even if there might be an if, you don't understand everything. You know, have you ever read that passage? Every time I read that passage, I just laugh. 
I, I think, what would I do if my pastor stood up and said, okay, church, look, I think God's with us. Um, we're, we're going to tear down the building, build a new one, because it's going to cost us $3 million, don't worry about it. Let's see if God's with us. I'd kind of be like, let's see if God's with us. Because <laughs> sometimes that is the step of faith with the church and with the ministry, is, okay, I've spoken to you. I've given you a broad plan of what I'm doing. Now step up to it. Let's step up to it. And I just feel you guys have been great armor bearers. But it ain't over. It's not over, you know. And you're an encourager. And uh, God's going to give you a new sword to fight with, actually. I see a new sword where God's going to give you wisdom and insight. And it's a double-edged sword of word and spirit. So God says, I'm going to place it in your hand. And I'm going to give you wisdom on how to use it. It's like Captain Feather Sword. You know, have you, have you seen, you know, what is it? The, who, who are they? Feather Sword. The Wiggles. The, the Wiggles. Wiggles. You know, with Captain Feather Sword. He has this sword. That's a feather, you know. God's going to give you the ability to, to wield that sword with love and with compassion. Mm. And, and just with so much grace. It's going to be like a feather. It's not going to cut, it's not going to wound, but it's going to be powerful, okay? So bless you both. Actually, I do know my Bible, darling. You do, you do, just as well you do. I actually, as Gary started to talk, Sue, I felt the Lord say, don't settle, petal. Don't settle, petal. Petal? Petal. Is that your name, petal? No, her name's Sue. <laughs> but I felt him say, don't settle, petal. You're a treasure as well. Yeah. Don't settle, pedal, put on the kettle, okay? Yeah, beautiful. Um, this lovely lady here, hello. What's your name with the glasses? <coughs> Annie. Hello, darling. Um, I saw you before the Lord just pondering, and um, I was reminded of that story of Mary and Martha. And uh, you know how Martha, I'm a bit of a Martha, like I'm always doing things, you know? Love housework. But you're not a Martha. No, I saw that. <laughs> I saw you are Mary. And, um, and I just really wanted to encourage you. God loves that about you. He loves your heart after him. And, uh, and he's seen those times where you've been before him and you've been inquiring and you've not felt that you've had the answers yet. But God is there. He's with you and he's leading you and he's guiding you. And he wants you to be very confident that you are hearing his voice. You do hear his voice. And don't be swayed by, by voices around you, but just stay true. Often there's, it's in, and that scripture that's coming to mind, in quietness and confidence will be your strength. It's in quietness and confidence. As you keep coming before him, you just watch and see what the Lord will do. Yeah, God bless you. This lady here. What's your name? Tanya. Um, <laughs> you, you have a passion for God that almost explodes your heart at times. It's just such a desire to meet with God. And, and yet the word I see is unworthy. You sometimes just feel, I'm unworthy for what I'm asking for. Because you're asking for big things. You actually want to see God in his awesomeness and his glory. And it's like, sometimes you think, I'm a bit out there. I'm just a bit out there. And God says, no, chase your dream. Chase your dream, because those things that God puts in our heart are from God. 
you know, our personality, who we are, everything about us is a gift to the world. You are a gift to the world and, and everything about you is a gift to the world. Um, your personality and everything, you know, and, and God's with you. But I just see this passion where this heart almost bursts. It's like, oh, God, oh, God. And, and God says, that's good, but just relax just a little and learn to rest in his presence as well. Learn to be able to, you know, have breakfast, like we were sharing this morning, you know. Jesus on the shore, fish and bread. Learn to do that as well so that there's a balance within your life, you know, so that you don't go off too far this way or that way. Just sit in his presence and say, Father, here I am. I'm going to chill, you know. I'm not even going to try and think anything spiritual. I'm just here. I'm just in your presence. And, you know, speak to me if you want to speak to me. I'm just here. The Bible says be still and know that I am God. And a lot of believers miss what God is doing because they don't know how to still their spirit and say, okay, what are you saying to me? What are you saying to me? Is it this your mum? Yeah? Is she a good mum? Oh, yeah? Okay. You kind of got to say that. They you? have to say that. <laughs> They're in church. <laughs> yeah. No, you two, you two are just lovely, seriously. And uh, God really loves both of you. And you're different. You're different. You know, it's, it's, it's almost like, you know, two cats having a fight sometimes. Am I right? It's, it's kind of like it's full on. It's like there's fur flying and everything. And, and, then, and then you can be really close and really be nice again. And it's kind of like the full moon comes out or something. It's like, you know. But it's okay because God made you differently. But you both love God. And, and, you, and you do both love each other and your mum. And you just need to seek the Lord. Just spend time in his presence, you know, not for anything in particular but just draw close to him. The Bible says, if you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. And God has a plan and a purpose for both of your lives, you know? And, it, and it's different. It's different. But, but God thinks you're fantastic. Yeah, God thinks you're fantastic. And you need, you need to believe that. You need to run with that. Every morning, get up and say, woman of God's just got out of bed. You know, begin to declare over your life who you are. Okay, because before you were born, God knew you and the days ordained for you, right? So there's a special journey God has for you. They are days ordained. It's not an accidental trip, but it's ordained. And as you spend time with God, you know, just worshipping, put on some worship stuff and, you know, just go for it. You know, mm, dance around good. the lounge room, whatever. And uh, Zella sings all the time. You know, I'm up in the office trying to work and have these melodious tones around the house <laughs> blending in with the vacuum cleaner. And so, yeah, just bless you. I'm going to just pray for, pray for the three of you. Do you want to come over here, honey? Just yeah, sure. So I pray. Is that okay if we pray for these guys just for a minute? Yeah. Isn't that a stupid thing to ask? <laughs> We're in church. Just imagine if I asked that. You know, are you okay if I pray for these guys? And you all yelled out, no! <laughs> <laughs> so, Lord, we pray for these guys in the name of Jesus, each one of them. Lord, you love them. And I just sense there's a real anointing on the family. You know, I just sense there's something special upon, on, upon the family. And, and so, Father, we just say amen to everything you have. In Jesus' name, we say amen to everything that you have for them. Be with them and protect them and watch over them. Lord, I thank you that your, your word says the angel of the Lord encamps around those who love him. Thank you, Lord, that they have angels assigned to them to keep them in the way to be with them and to protect them and to guide them. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you. 
I actually sense there's been an angel over you that has kept you alive in a particular situation. You know, it's, it's like you're aware that God just was with you. And, and you do, you have an angel. Hi. I'm only joking. I can't see him. I wish I could. Zella's got a friend who sees angels. Yeah, I do. She's amazing. I only see things like that when I've had pizza. <laughs> actually, she's a friend. Just to give you a little quick testimony, she actually got healed of leukemia. Like supernaturally, never even had to have a day of treatment, but got supernaturally healed of leukemia. So our God is a great God. She would refuse to get into agreement with the medical report. Said, no, that's not what my God says. And she went on this amazing journey. Um, this young man, hello? What's your name? Brody. Oh, Brody, Brody, Brody. You're a classic. You're a standout young man. Did you realize that? You are. You are. I think God's got your number, darling. And um, I just, as I looked across, I just felt the Spirit of God say to encourage you that, that you are going to stand out in, in very specific ways because he has a call of God on your life that you've not even yet begun to unveil or understand in any great way. But it's almost like I see you like Gideon in the wine press. I don't know if you know that story. But Gideon was hiding and, uh, and God had this great call of God on his life. But Gideon didn't see that. He didn't see that beautiful call that God had. And, and I really believe, go home, read that story if you can about Gideon because he's a mighty man of valor. He was a mighty, mighty warrior. And God's calling you, darling, to stand up and be a mighty warrior because you are going to lead a generation into the future in God's kingdom. And it might not look like that at the moment, and mum and dad might think, oh, that's not him. But you know what? God's got your number, Brody. God's got your number, darling. Yes. Has good things ahead for you. And don't be, don't be worried about what people around you are going to say, particularly your peer group. It's like you just get yourself in a place and, and deliberately position yourself because I believe God's going to speak some things to you that are going to actually change the direction of your life in the near future. So you'll hear that voice from heaven. There's a scripture in Isaiah 30. Um, it says this, you'll hear the voice. Whether you go to the left or the right, you will hear the voice of the Lord saying, this is the way, walk you in it. And that's for you tonight, darling. God bless you. Watch this space, mum and dad. Watch this space. Yeah, I, I just want to say amen to that. When I was out the front, God just highlighted you to me. That his hand is upon your life for a special purpose. Yeah. And I just encourage you to, to listen to that voice within your spirit. You know, you, you'll know when things are right and when they're not right. And I just, just begin to say, God, just guide my life. I want to get to the end of my life without any more regrets. I want to know that the decisions I make have been good ones and and I want you to just to open up my future to me so I know exactly what you want of my life. Because mm. there is something really special about you, mate. There, there mm. really is. It's and it, that still small voice, you know what I'm talking about when I'm saying that? It's just something inside. And you just, you just know. Well, God's going to start speaking to you a lot more with that voice in, within your spirit. And just follow that voice. Just follow that voice. Yeah. And you won't go wrong, okay? Lord, I just pray for him now in yeah, Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that the hand is upon his life. I thank you that he's unique. Brody, is it? Is that right? Brody. Brody, I just see the word unique over you. You are unique. God has made you unique. 
You're not the same as a lot of guys your age. You're unique. You're special. There's, there's something that God has in his heart for you that was there before you were born. So, Lord, just be with him and protect yeah. him and anoint him, Lord. Let him begin to understand what the anointing of the Holy Spirit is. And we just thank you, Father. Mm. Thank you, Father, that he's unique and he's special. Amen. Unique and special. Thank you, okay? Father. Unique means there's not a whole lot of people the same. Okay? And special means that it, you've been set apart for something. Mm. Something powerful. Bless you, Brody. You know, it's really funny. Um, people sit up the back because they think they can hide, you know, well, and hide from went. the prophetic. <laughs> it's good. God is good. But you know, God knows where we all are, hey? He knows every single one of our lives, every day of our journey. We're just no surprise to God. No surprise. Hello? What's your name? Dave. Oh, I love that name. I love that name. It's my dad's name. Yeah. Dave. Praise God. You know, we talk about being set apart. Gary's just speaking that over Brody. And, um, and it's like you, you also, darling, have been set apart. And I think the challenges, there's been some very real challenges that have kind of dissuade you from, from going in a certain direction. And I just sense the Spirit of God bringing you back into alignment. And it's like he, he's, he's got you on this journey where he's, he's been stepping you, step by step by step, and, and you, you kind of, you reluctantly, it's like I can almost see the skid marks in the, in the ground, you know, as you're going on this journey with the Lord. But um, the Lord wants to lift you up into a different place so that you're not dragging your feet to go in that direction. It, it, I just see the journey getting a lot easier for you. It's like it's been hard ground to some extent, but it's like you're coming into a season where there's a real refreshing from the Lord. And in that refreshing, you're going to go into a place where you're going to know the Lord like you've never known him before. So again, I think, I think you've been set apart, darling. There's, a, there's like a call of God on your life that, that God is wanting you to step up into it. It's like he's wanting to take you into places that you never even dreamed of. And, um, and you've, been, you've been the reluctant warrior, so to speak. But it's like God says, no, it's time to change that. Put on a new coat. It's like put on the coat. It's like Joseph and his coat of many colors, you know. He, went, he got that coat. And I believe you've already been given that coat from the Lord. But it's like the, the seasons in the pit and the prison and the palace and whatever else it is have, have kind of been overwhelming at times and um and god just says hang on just keep going keep going keep going because there's great reward for those that diligently seek him and you have been diligently seeking him in in a very reluctant manner but you have still been seeking him and he is going to reward you beyond your imagination in relation to that he's got great blessing ahead for you darling god bless you yeah praise god yeah Time's up. Time's up. Yep. Time's up. Time's up. Gosh, yeah. time's up. The floor up. will open up and we'll get sucked down into the abyss or the abyss. The abyss. Depending on what school you're brunged up in. Mm. So have you got another word before we finish? Mm, just the couple at the back. See, we always save the best till last. <laughs> um, 
<sighs> Lord, what is it? It's just this stirring. I just see this big pot and this stirring, and I see God stirring you into something. And, um, and again, it's like there's this reluctance. It's this reluctance to let God stir that gift within you. It's like, but God says, no, rise up, rise up. Um, what's your name, sir? Miles, miles. You've gone miles and miles, hey? You've come miles and miles. But, uh, you know, God's love for you is incredible. It really is incredible. And, um, yeah, I just, again, I, I'm seeing this heartache, Miles, that, that has been something that you've buried within your heart at different times and you've let God heal you and, um, and there's been those times of refreshing but then there's been more hurt and it's almost like it's been layer upon layer upon layer of hurt and, um, and I just see the Holy Spirit coming and just raining on it from heaven and unravelling all that hurt and I don't want to embarrass you in any way but I just see a work of the Holy Spirit around your heart because he holds your heart so tenderly and he loves your heart, Miles. And he wants to take you into this next season of life where you're going to see him answer prayers that you have prayed from many years ago. And you're going to see things come. It's like the fruit. The seed's been sown. The trees have grown and you're about to produce a harvest that has been from years gone by. So God's with you. He's with you, he's for you, he's not against you. And it's like all of those ropes that have been around your heart are going to get untangled. They're going to get so untangled. And I actually believe you're going to speak into the lives of young people. There's actually this ability within you to impart knowledge. And, um, and it's like when, when that unraveling of the heart happens, there's a gift from God that's going to come that's going to bring great fruit to the kingdom. So don't give up. Don't give up. Let him stir. You know, like Paul said to Timothy, stir up the gift that is in you. And uh, you're in the right place at the right time. I know that. I know that. So you can run, but you can't hide. Yes? In Jesus' name. It's like you're going to be a, a living men's shed. You know how they have men's sheds yeah. these days in communities where all the messed up men can come together and all the bored men can come together. And God's just going to do something unique in your spirit yeah, where people are just drawn to you because you have a good heart, you've got a good head, and you know wisdom, what wisdom is and what wisdom isn't. And, and it's like God's going to unlock you and just let you loose, you know. It's like there's so much of you and your personality and who you are that's been tied up. It's almost like even as you're growing up, words were spoken over you that were destructive rather than positive. And, and God's just going to release that and, and just let you begin to run and, and live life. For the first time, you're going to just be happy about life, happy about your marriage, just happy that you're here you know, in this world, God's just going to begin to open up his word to you. You're, you're, you're just amazing, mate. Seriously, you have so much within you. And it's like the devil has just slammed the door on it. And there's been a lot of pain. There's been a lot of tears. And I see anger. I just see the word anger. There's been some real anger there. And God says, just you need to hand it over to me. He'll heal the wounds. He'll let you loose. And you'll begin to live life exactly as God always meant it to be, okay? And that's not a criticism. It's just an encouragement. We all need Jesus, hey? Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel totally embarrassed right now because I'm looking at a lady and I've forgotten her name. Who? Lorraine. 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 <laughs> I'm sitting here. I even asked the girls here. 
I can't think of her name. It's just gone. So he forgets mine sometimes. What's your name? <laughs> I look in the mirror and say, who's that guy in the bathroom with me? Um, Lorraine and... Pat. 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 That's right. I know because when I first came to your house, I always thought Pat was a girl's name because I had an auntie Pat. And you really messed with my head trying to figure out who, who was who, you know. And I thought, well, the guy's definitely not Lorraine, so it's got to be the other way around. But look, your, your time isn't finished, particularly Lorraine. I just, I just sense that God is just beginning to stir your heart and your spirit. And it's like from a place of rest. It's, it's almost like you're, you're in a, a bubble bath, you know, or a spa. You're just, God's teaching you how to rest and just to relax and yet at the same time, there's a whole lot of stuff bubbling in your spirit that you're believing God for. And, and you kind of, there's just a question mark. I just wonder, you know. And God says, no, keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. The Bible says that God's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. You know, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men and will dream dreams. And it's really not a sex thing. It's, it's like the older generation will dream dreams. And, and, I, and I got offended with that because I'm getting up there, you know, I think, God, I don't want to dream dreams. I want to just... And then the Lord showed me that it's the young people, the young generation that have the dreams. It's the kids that have the wild dreams of being Superman or, you know, up on Mars or, you know, it's the kids that have the dreams that make the future. And God's going to give you the ability to dream again and to see things in the spirit again in, in, a, in a really unique way. And, and Pat, I just see that you've been an amazing foundation stone, you know, for your wife. You've supported her and you've been with her and you're a good man. And all, all the spiritual fruit from Lorraine is also yours. You need to understand that. You know, it's, it's yours. It's, you know, the two become one. They're not separate. And Lord, I just bless this couple right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for their faithfulness. I thank you, Lord, for the amazing things you are still yet to do. And, Lord, that they're going to come from such a place of rest it almost feel like, oh, you know, this is, must be an accident. I haven't fasted enough for this, you know. It's, it's like God's going to take the pressure off you, Lorraine. You know, it's like God says, quit the warfare, just rejoice. Quit the warfare. Jesus has already done it. Just relax and rest. The words that I've spoken over you will come to pass without your help. Does that make sense? They'll come to pass without your help. God will just do it. God will just do it. And the amazing couple that we're staying with out at the farm. <laughs> I've just, all night I've just seen the word rest across you. And it's like God is going to bring you into an amazing season of just resting in God. Yeah. And, and it's like you're going to see far more happen than you've done in the years where you've been doing it. You know, and I don't mean doing it in the wrong way. You've been servants of God in everything that you've done. And, and your home is just so restful. We're staying forever. I hope, you know, you, you built that part on the end for us. You know, we're, we're here. And uh, just kidding. <coughs> Don't want to frighten you to death. Uh, <laughs> but seriously, I want to thank you in front of everyone here for the way you've spoken into Zella and I, into our life, into our marriage. You know, guys, we were a mess, you know, when we first got married. I thought Zella spoke some kind of gibberish language. I couldn't understand her, you know. We, we were just on a different planet, different wavelength, different everything. And, uh, and you guys have probably kept us together. It's a That's generational a, thing. I mean, that, I mean that seriously. If it wasn't for both of you, I'm not sure Zella and I would still be together. Because, you know, I remember saying to you, Trudy, how that, you know, it's like the devil just wants to destroy our marriage. And you said, really? 
you know, <laughs> and, and we've woken up to that, you know, and, and we just flow together so differently now. And I just want to thank you, you know, because all of our ministry, it's, it's your fruit. One sows, one waters, one gathers, but God blesses all the same, you know. Pardon? Yeah, thanks. Thanks. So, Lord, I just pray yeah, for Brian and Trudy. Yeah. They touch the most amazing people, and they've touched our lives supernaturally. And I just pray that you'll love on them, that you will bless them, that you cancel every word that's spoken against them. Lord, that they will be free. They'll be so free in who they are, Lord. They won't worry what anybody says about anything, but they will hear the gentle whisper, that gentle whisper, that gentle blowing, and hear the voice of the Spirit saying, this is the way. Just walk in it. Just walk in it. I think that's a beautiful word for all of us, don't you, as we close tonight? Just walk in it. Just walk in it. God's going to answer the cry of your heart. You have a real cry in your heart in relation to God. God says, don't quit. It says, if you ask and keep on asking, you'll receive. If you knock and keep on knocking, the door will be opened. Mm. And sometimes you feel like, I've prayed about this for so long and God's not even answering. Just don't quit. Just don't quit because the answer's mm. coming. God's with you in an amazing way. And, and I, I see the word ministry over your life. You know, you're going to have ministry. You're going to minister to people out of what God has done in your life, you know. So, yeah. God's this, good this lady here. God's going to give this you the one. desires of your heart, darling. No, we've had the last one, so. No. <laughs> Just one more. Desires of your heart, sweetheart. And, you know, I actually sense that there's a lot of people in here that haven't had particular desires of their hearts met by the Lord. You know, he's faithful. We don't understand the years that we live sometimes and the seeds that are planted, the, the fruit that we don't see. But I tell you, our God is faithful. He is so, so absolutely, faithful. Absolutely. And his love is never ending. Just keep petitioning him. Don't give up. Don't give up. Run with the Spirit. Amen. Can we give Gary and Zella a round of applause? So one thing, I just want to give you some homework. If you got a word this morning or tonight, you need to write it down because the prophetic is foretelling and foretelling. It gives you a glimpse into your future, but it can also cause the future. And I know that I spend time, I write every word I get down and regularly, I'm talking every, every couple of weeks or so, I read over it again and I say, okay, is that... And some things that um, particularly Gary and Zella gave us back in, when was it, 2015, honey? 20, sorry, I got it wrong. My wife's right. The stuff I'm hearing now and seeing now that I didn't even see then, I'm going, oh, goodness me. That's, and th there's other things. So if you've got a word this morning, tonight, write it down. It's really important. Don't let it fall away, okay? I'm just going to close with this. And I want you to take this. It's Numbers 624. And you know I love the blessing, the priestly blessing. I want you to take this. I don't think that we understand the power of the blessing. And I really, I really want to encourage you. I want to bless you tonight. It says this at 24. 
May the Lord bless you and protect you. Just say, I receive that in Jesus' name. Yeah. May the Lord smile upon you and be gracious to you. Just say, I receive that. Thank you. I receive that. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Just say, I receive that. I receive that. Father, we receive the word over our lives, the blessing over our lives. Lord, I thank you for this time of refreshing. Lord God, I thank you for this time of refreshing. And Father, it doesn't end here. It's for our Monday, it's for our Tuesday, Wednesday and so on, Father. Lord, I thank you for a whole lifetime of refreshing and blessing. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. That's the close of our service tonight.